Hello and welcome to Not If I Reboot You First, a podcast where we take our favorite properties and reboot them before Hollywood has the chance to. It's a little bit like brainstorming fanfiction. I'm Tanner, my pronouns are they, them, and unfortunately my co-host Lindsay cannot join us this week because she's feeling a little under the weather, so hopefully you'll be getting well soon, Lindsay. Uh, but in her stead, we have a really cool guest. She is a professional Pokemon chef, and she loves to live tweet. It's the wonderful Portia. Hello. Hi, everybody. Hey, how's it going? I'm pretty good. Thank you for having me on. It's so great to have you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. It's great to be on. I'm excited. Yeah. So... Normally when we have a guest, uh, we have them pick what they would like to reboot, but we actually reached out to Portia for a very specific and very special Halloween topic. Mm -hmm. Portia, what are we talking about today? Sleepy Hollow, the um, television series. <laughs> yes. Yeah. The Fox uh, television series. Yeah, it definitely could use a reboot. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. From that really strong first season and then just kind of nosedived. Pretty much. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Wow. I don't even know where to start. Like, it it has so much potential. And it just snowballed. Like, I don't know. Uh, what do you think? I mean, I really liked it for when I was watching. Mm -hmm. um, how long did I watch? I think I quit partway through season three. Yeah. I'm not even sure if there was a specific reason for that. Yeah, it. Everybody started bailing around season three, but I'm a completionist, so I had to see what happened. But um, I watched a little bit of season four, but it just really wasn't good. So when it got canceled, yeah. I wasn't surprised at all. <laughs> Yeah, like I fell off of it around season three, and then I didn't even look into it for a few years. So it wasn't until after the show had finished that I was like, kind of browsing the TV tropes. And I was like, wait, they killed Abby? That sounds fake. Why would they do that? Right. She's the show. She is the show. In this, um, it's like a balance. I was talking about this on Twitter yesterday. I was um, watching a few episodes to try to refresh for the show today. And it's just like... Um, the main concept of, of it is two witnesses. So when you take one out of the equation, it's unbalanced. So you kill yeah. Abby, you know, it's crap. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> Basically. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's like the, probably the first thing. Don't kill Abby. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so if we're rebooting this like would you keep most of the first season intact or are you just starting from scratch would you say i think most of the first season was good but um probably the main thing i would change is katrina she should have just stayed like mostly a pilot character they put too much of her in the story and they didn't do it in a smart way so kind of like detracted from them so I think probably scale back on Katrina, but it had like a lot of good elements. Like that's why it was kind of so heartbreaking when it like started snowballing. Cause it has like a lot of things that people want when they watch a show these days, you know, it has a diverse cast, uh, a cool concept and, um, you know, had good cinematography and stuff like that. But yeah, you know, just little stuff like that can really just like, undermine your whole concept but yeah like when uh -huh. you, we went into season two really got the sense that they wanted to do something with katrina mm -hmm. and they didn't know what they wanted to do yeah. but they were definitely going to do something yeah i believe i read somewhere she really wasn't she was really only supposed to be in the pilot and i guess they liked the, the actress so they just try to shoehorn her in and yeah they just didn't have a plan for her and we see where that got them so yeah I, I mean, if we did keep Katrina around, I would have liked her to be a villain the whole time. Oh, yeah. Yeah, she was. She did her best acting when she was a villain. Like, that was a good choice. They could have, like, um, if they had been smart, maybe. Mm -hmm. Or even if they had made her um, more of a competent witch. Once um, she got out, like, every time she would try to do something, she was like, oh, my power is so weak. Like, make her a competent witch. Like, make her somebody that maybe we could possibly see oh this is why Ikaba likes her like make her a good um 
contrast to Abby maybe make it more of a reason why, you know, she's on the team. It was just like, why is she here? She's not contributing anything <laughs> to the... Yeah, like... The, yeah. The whole time she's a damsel and in a show where everyone else is like a really strong, right. self-powered woman. Yeah. Right. There's another thing. I saw this morning Um, someone was talking about Ichabod and how he's kind of a Mary Sue. And I never thought about it like that before. And he kind of is when you think about it. So probably could uh scale back on that because when you think about it yeah they kind of did like he knew everybody in the revolutionary era and that's just not like realistic so it kind of like after a while you're like how does he know everybody like you know it kind of made everything convenient like that was the solution to all their little problems oh i remember this back in whatever what is revolutionary era? Like 1700s, 1800s? Uh, yeah, I think it's the 1700s. Uh, <laughs> History's not my strong suit. <laughs> yeah. See, this is why I was kind of hoping Lindsay would be able to make it tonight. <laughs> oh, that's her strong suit? <laughs> yeah, she's, oh, she's the history major. Oh, gosh. Yeah, we needed her. We needed her. <laughs> um, Like, I'm trying to, from the bare minimum I know, which is basically secondhand reports of Hamilton, because mm-hmm. I haven't even seen all of Hamilton. Oh. Um, I, I do get the sense that all the revolutionaries did know each other or at least were aware mm-hmm. of each other. So I feel like Ichabod knowing about everyone wouldn't be a huge stretch, but it would be more interesting if they had to do more like relic searching and hunting through all mm-hmm. the archives to find the information instead of Ichabod being like, oh yeah, I remember one time Ben Franklin had a key to purgatory. Right. right. <laughs> yeah. They started to like focus too much on him. So like the balance thing again, because they brought like a really cool like um storyline with uh Abby's ancestor. I think her name was Grace, and she was like a witch, and she um had like ties, and they kind of like never really fleshed it out the way we would have liked. So I think that would have been cool to um delve more into that, um you know give her more of a tie. Yeah, and it definitely could have made the show more worldly instead of solely focusing on like American and biblical yeah. stuff, like bringing folklore from other cultures and whatnot obviously be careful so that it's not like the hollywood version well they kind of in season three if i'm remembering right because abby like ended up it was like the underworld or something like that he had to come back and get her and it was like pandora and so they kind of like started going into that direction it was Pandora, but it wasn't the actual Greek yeah. Pandora. That's the most i remember from season three season three also had the bones crossover oh yeah that was um eh. <laughs> I, I liked it because probably purely shipper reasons. It was like the most like shippery that we've ever seen them let get um Ichabod and Abby. So I kinda liked it for that. Yeah. But otherwise it was just like, okay, I'm losing viewers, you're trying to like pull people in basically. So it was just like I saw it for what it was, it was cheap. <laughs> I think at that point I wasn't watching Bones regularly either. Me either. My mom loved it, though, so I kind of, like, knew what was going on in Bones, but she's a murder mystery um, maiden. Anything has to do with, yeah. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Nice. I mean, I did like pointing out to people, like, I heard people saying, oh, this is so weird, why would Bones cross over the Sleepy Hollow? And I'd be like, I mean, technically, ghosts exist in the Bones canon. Really? Yeah, like, there was an episode where Booth was uh, being held hostage, he was trapped in, like, an abandoned oil rig or something. And one of his old marine buddies were there with him. And then at the end, it turned out that the marine buddy had been a ghost the whole time. Oh. Okay. And then Brennan's like, but according to the physics, you would have need two people to open that door that got you out. And then later she meets the dead guy in the cemetery, but she doesn't know he's the dead guy. So yeah, ghosts are real in bones. <laughs> Cue spooky ghost noise. <laughs> oh, wow. No, yeah. I definitely stopped watching before that. <laughs> I never. Wow. Um cool um to have it do you think it'd be working in like a different medium like maybe if it was a a cartoon or something like that or do you think it's like better in television i mean nicole and tom definitely helped bring the characters to life yeah i don't think sleepy hollow could have gotten the success it did in this first two seasons without them at the lead yeah that chemistry but i think like with that foundation it could work as an animated series or a comic book. They yeah. did actually have a few spin-off comic books, yeah. just miniseries. I actually own a couple on a comicsology. They were okay. I like the art, but yeah. 
I wish they would have went deeper because we kind of got cheated out of it. It would have been nice to have like a, a counterpoint to, you know, what we see on the screen. Kind of like how Buffy, they have all these little side story. You know, yeah. if we weren't getting it in the TV show, it would have been nice to get in the comic. But Yeah, like Sleepy Hollow definitely could have been a, a sort of Big. Buffy, heavily Buffy influences, and they could have mm-hmm. gone even further. Yes, <laughs> that's like the main thing um the fandom we always lament um it could have been big it could have really been big but they fumbled the bag they, yeah i mean they had john cho for god's sakes like john cho and you wasted him <laughs> you had nicole bahari you wasted her you let her die so uh, it just it's frustrating I don't understand how the response to your lead character saying, hey, I would like some more screen time is like, okay, you're going to die now. Right. Like what kind of BS? Yeah. And um, also she asked for it because she has like, um, I think autoimmune, like a lupus mayor or something like oh, that. Okay. But she has like health problems. So that's another reason why she wanted to leave. But also uh, the showrunners treated her like crap. So, you know, I don't, you know, blame her for wanting to leave, but the way they did it was messy. Mm-hmm. It was messy. But yeah, I think that's the main thing I would change. Just don't focus on Ichabod so much and Katrina. You know, give your other characters more. Like they tried to make it into the Ichabod show, and that wasn't yeah. cool. It was all zany stuff because oh, Ichabod's adjusting to life in modern times, right? And also. Uh, let your two main characters have their chemistry. Stop trying to make them all buddy buddy when they're just giving everybody you're giving um bedroom eyes every five seconds. Yeah, I, mean, <laughs> I was watching that first season. I was like, these hugs are not platonic at all. <laughs> I was like, it's not. This is nothing about this relationship is platonic. Come on now. No, nothing. Every time he says lieutenant, and just my yes. heart. Ah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, he, ooh, his eyes, I was, ooh, yeah, he's beautiful. They're both beautiful. They would have made a beautiful couple. An extremely good-looking cast. Even when they started going all weird in the later seasons, the replacement main characters were also very good-looking. Yeah, everybody in Sleepy Hollow was pretty hot, yeah. Like, um, even, so Janina Gavankar showed up in the fourth season, Mm -hmm. and I, I know nothing about the fourth season, um... Yeah, she um was the uh okay, so when Abby died, there's still supposed to be two witnesses. So somehow I guess her spirit or whatever, it passed on to this little girl. I think she was like nine or ten or something like that. And uh but Janina was her mom. And okay. so Ichabod ended up uh working with her more because, you know, obviously the little girl is little, she can't really do too much. But that was just like the few episodes I watched that and really follow it through too much. <laughs> but yeah, she was cool. I like more of her work that she's done outside of Sleepy Hollow. I think she's yeah. done like Star Wars stuff. She yeah, she was in with the Star Wars video games. Yeah, but like all motion captured, so you knew it was her right yeah. from the get go. And like I really like Gina Gavankar, and I'd love her to be in more stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I could. De- we could definitely introduce her in a way that doesn't involve Abby dying. Yeah, yeah. And she was even, cool. even having her daughter be like the next witness in case one of them dies. That's an interesting concept. Like it kind of goes back to a Buffy thing where yeah. when one Slayer dies, we're gonna get a new one, and you don't actually have to kill off Abby, but just have it like they're aware that there's a backup, and this could potentially set off the next big bad or whoever. Oh yeah, that's a good point. I never thought about the Buffy concept. How they had all the backups. That would have been cool. She could have trained her or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that would have been cool. That that's <laughs> uh, would you keep uh Joe? Joe Corbin? I like Joe. Yeah. He um gave Jenny somebody to play off because a lot of times it was just like Ichabod and Abby like right here and she was like a third wheel. So it gave a good um you know B team. I yeah, I like them as a B team. Yeah, he was cool. Yeah. Um, gosh, yeah. Did okay? Did Jenny ever get a love interest? Like, was he her love interest yeah, they or just end up friends getting together? Yeah, yeah, they did. I think they were. Yeah, I think I remember them making on her trailer or something like that. So I think they did. 
Yeah, I think so. Okay. But, I, oh, I don't, did you know he died? I think, yeah, he died. Yeah. I, yeah, I did see yeah. that. I looked it up. But they were together before he died. Yeah, I just remember. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah he got Wendigoed yeah. again. Um, I would get rid of Holly, because he was pointless. Yeah. They tried to make him... Yeah, Joe was kind of the replacement yeah. for Holly, but he actually did interesting They tried to stuff. make Holly and Abby happen, and that wasn't happening, so... And that was quite apparent from early on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they kept on just throwing love interests at people, hoping something would stick, and it never yeah. did. Betsy. Yeah, she was another nothing character. She didn't need to be around as long as she was, either. I never even understood why they were putting so much focus on Betsy. Me either. She could have... She was another one that could have been cool because she kind of had like a cool backstory but you know once again too much emphasis on you know Ichabod and and these other chicks and take away from Abby you know unbalanced yeah um let's see I'm trying to think way back in the first season uh when me and my ex were watching it we had this theory that ichabod wasn't even a witness and that it was mm-hmm. actually going to be abby and jenny who are the real witnesses Ooh. that would have been cool yeah because they have such like a good bond they another two that had um good chemistry and i, I wish they would go more into that uh storyline with the sisters because uh you know they had an interest in mythology and backstory too you know because uh I think it was like the four trees, four white trees or something like that. Yeah. So Yeah. And they saw yeah. Moloch when they were so, kids. Yeah, because um why would Jenny be there, you know? So that is a good theory. That would have been cool too. Jenny has the potential to be like a counterpoint to um Ichabod because Ichabod knows all of this historical stuff, whereas Jenny, she's been traveling the world. Yeah. So she knows all like artifacts and more worldly yeah. stuff. She could have resources that Ichabod doesn't have access to. Yeah, Jenny kind of reminds me of Laura Croft in a way. Oh yeah, yeah. Every time I look at her, I'm like big Laura Croft energy. Exactly. Yeah. Which is, I guess, Holly was supposed to be, be like um, what's his name from um that one game? Nick Drake. What's that uh, game? Nathan Drake. Uncharted. You know, he's kind of like a um, I wouldn't say a discount Indiana Jones, but you know, Nick Drake. He but kind yeah. of is discounted Indiana Jones. <laughs> Listen, he he's nice to look at. <laughs> yeah, he was nice. They were always making him take his shirt off. Yeah, was his only <laughs> worth in the show. It was very important for plot reasons. Yeah, plot. plot. <laughs> Let's see any episodes um that you might change, like um I was thinking about the succubus episode and how like much of a waste that episode was. For like um Ichabod and Abby. Yeah. They never even really explored um the attraction that could have been there. Like that was a perfect opportunity if they wanted to, you know, listen to their fans for once. Yeah, I mean, I definitely feel like at that point pairing the two together wasn't even on the table with the writers. Right. Which is silly. Yeah, it was very annoying. Everybody was watching the episode like we were um on Tumblr, like maybe this would be the episode, you know, like you know, tropes, <laughs> succubus tropes, and we were uh, there was one part of the succubus kind of she did an Abby and Abbyism. We were like, oh, maybe he was about to, but then she died before we could even figure it out. So we were like, that was a waste of an episode. Like that would have been a perfect episode. We were like, oh, you kind of think Abby has hot, but well, and she showed know. up as Katrina for Ichabod, yeah. didn't she? Yeah, yeah. So. Katrina and Ichabod didn't even have that much chemistry with each they other. They didn't. There was like one scene where they're in the bed together and they were kissing and it was just like cold fish. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, this is what y'all want, you know, over, you know, Ichabod and Abby and they could just hold hands or hug and it's just like infinitely like 5,000 times hotter. But, you know, bad decisions. I mean, even beyond that, It'd be such a cool dynamic to explore Ichabod and Abby if they were to get together because then they'd have to like reconcile their feelings for each other with like being partners and being mm-hmm. like the chosen ones and all that. And Right. Right. There's like so much there to explore, but they just wanted to do a um, revolutionary era f- fanfic with with a time traveler. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's kind mm-hmm. of a shame that Ichabod never got to react to Hamilton. 
the musical. <laughs> there was like a tiny joke in season four. I can't remember. Oh, yeah, I guess they, they had kinda, gotten at that point. I can't remember what it was, but they did kind of reference it. I think he said he didn't know Hamilton personally or something like that. I can't remember. <laughs> yeah, the, sure. The one person you didn't know personally. Right. right. As opposed to everyone else, George Washington goes directly to his apartment and is like, I need you to fight the devil. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Such a cool concept. I just still don't understand how they messed it up. (laughs) Like, and everyone, everyone was so hyped for the second season because the ending of season one left on such a huge cliffhanger. And yeah. Like they they wasted so much. They they had a perfectly good John Noble, and they wasted that. Mm-hmm. What do you think about that um, that plot? I don't know how I feel about that that where plot he twist. was the son and the horse. Yeah, man. I yeah. liked that. I thought it was a really good reveal. Yeah. Um and that's kind of where the good stuff stops because they didn't know what to do with it yeah. afterwards. Yeah, that's probably why I'm so conflicted on it because it was cool, but then. They kind of just made him into a mustache trolley villain after that. Yeah. Like, you know, you wasted a perfectly good John Noble, like you said. Like, so much of his, in the season two, he was like, all creepy with Katrina. It's like, now you're going to be my mother. But you're also going to be Moloch's mother. You only get to be mother, and I'm baby. Oh my god. I'm baby. (laughs) (laughs) I'm baby. I just had a horrible vision of him in a diaper. That's oh no, taking me down. <laughs> <laughs> so much of season two was just this demented sitcom with Katrina, um, John Noble's person, and oh, the Horseman and Baby Moloch. Oh gosh, oh boy. Yeah, but yeah, they did kind of go very soap opery, and it was like the Crane Family drama. You know, yeah. after a while, it was like. <laughs> I'm tired of this. <laughs> like, what about Abby? What about anybody else? Like, can we stop fucking focusing on these weird people? I'm just really thinking, like, what would that sitcom be? Would it be Friends? Would it be Seinfeld? Would it be, be Friends? like Full House? <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> I can hear the theme song now. Do the dramatic slow turn. With the everyone uh, turns to smile the camera. Yeah. And and then the horseman is just it's just like the stump. <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness. Oh my gosh. I should draw that. That's funny. <laughs> Yo, Katrina and the Okay, so if Katrina had been a baddie the whole time, then she and the horseman could have been a power couple like the evil counterparts to Ichabod and Abby. Yes, cuz he wanted her. He wanted her real bad. That would have been cool. Would have been, dare I say, hot. Because, oh, yeah. you know, we like a monster. Monsters are in. Monster effing is in. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. The energy that the show had in the first few seasons, there definitely would have been a scene where Katrina makes out with the horseman, but it's just her making out with, like, the empty <laughs> air. Oh, God, that's so gross, but that would be so awesome at the same time. <laughs> they, uh, oh, man. So, if they would have made her evil... What do you think, how would they have, like, threaded that in, like, in smart way? So I feel like it would have been a reveal kind of at the end of the first season, the way that, what was his name? Henry. That's John Noble's character. It probably would have been a reveal similar to Henry, where she, like, she gets out of purgatory and, like, ah, after 10,000 years, I'm free. And I was the baddie all along, Ichabod. Oh, you know what? It would have been cool because they were both like tied up in the trees, and he would have been like she was like, "Ha ha ha! I'm evil too!" And then he would have let her down, and they could have like rolled off together. That would have been bad ass. Yes. <laughs> oh man, they really should have made her evil from the get go. She's a yeah. lot more interesting evil. Yeah, she needed a motivation. She was just like there for like most of her run. Why did she turn evil at the end even? I can't even remember because it came right out of nowhere. I didn't even watch that. I should have, because, but I was just like, I don't really care about you, Katrina. Uh, I'm trying <laughs> to think. Did she, I think it was something because Henry, I think it I think it has something to do with him dying or something like that. And oh, she was mad yeah, about he, it. And it. Yeah. 
Because she like went back in time to try to. Was she trying to kill Ichabod? Yeah, she or went back something. in time to kill Ichabod and make witches the like superior yeah. in modern times. Yeah. Could have been doing that all along, girl. Yeah. Could have been making out with Hellas um, Abraham. Being with your old son. That would have been cool. Because they never even really got to, um, like, the whole premise. It was supposed to be seven years of uh, tribulation. Yeah. I don't even happen to that. It kind of seemed like that got tossed out of the window. Because well, there was a line saying that, like in the third season, Ichabod's like, "Well, Moloch was the first trial. Maybe mm-hmm. Pandora's the second trial." Oh, okay. And then, like, I don't know how they would have done with that in the third season. But even Wikipedia is like, "Well, the series ended, and Ichabod had four tribulations left." But <laughs> oh well, canceled. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm like, okay, Abraham was he was one of the horsemen. Henry was one of the horsemen. They never got to the other two. They had Pestilence show up for one episode. Man. Ah, man, it's been He looked like a samurai, and he killed off the Roanoke colony. Oh, I think I remember that. Okay. Which, okay, so that's something that I would have changed, because I didn't like how one of the horsemen was just demoted to a monster of the week. Yeah, yeah. He should be a lot more major than that, yeah. And I I would change that. I liked how, like, Henry inherited the Horseman of War title and, like, uh, Abraham became death. Like, I like how all the horsemen were kind of being set up to be people they know. Yeah. Like, maybe John Cho could have come back as one of the horsemen. Yeah. I was just going to say that. Like, yeah, maybe they could have had, like, John Cho or um, maybe even um, Holly. You know, just somebody. Yeah. Somebody from her past. Or maybe even if Jenny had never, like, um, you know, joined them, maybe she could have been one of them. That would have been cool. Oh, yeah, yeah, that would have been dope. Yeah, because, you know, they were beefing for a long time before they got, like, back cool. So that would have been, like, a cool twist. But, yeah, they that's another thing. Yeah, they should have um, really stuck with the Four Horsemen thing because it was, like, really unsatisfying now that it's canceled. And, you know, there's nothing. They didn't even really try to um, tie it up in any kind of satisfying way. Yeah. Yeah. I know, maybe we'll get a comic book at some point. I doubt it. Like a full-on reboot. They don't even give us a Funko Pop. I doubt they give us a comic. No. <laughs> oh, we'll have to petition Funko. They give everybody Funko Pops. They won't give them one. Can you imagine a Horseman Funko Pop, though? I think that would be cool, actually. Well, That'd be hilarious, would... because <laughs> Funkos are, like, 60% head. Yeah. <laughs> It had to come with a horse. The horse would have to oh, be. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the other 60% of the head. That, yeah, there's no balance. It would fall over all the time. Yeah, they had to put him on like a little podium or something for him to balance. Otherwise, he'd fall over. Yeah. The head balances everything out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I wish they would have like kept the comic going. That would have been great, but they just... They screwed the pooch on the TV show, so it was like, yeah, who's gonna buy it? Except for our people. So I guess Disney owns it. Oh, that is a good point. Wow, that'd be nice if it was on Disney Plus. I just pre-ordered it, <laughs> <laughs> but it's on Hulu, so I'm okay with it right now. But yeah, yeah, I keep seeing ev- everyone falling the siren song of Disney Plus. It has everything on it. I mean, there was never a doubt that I was going to do it because I'm just Disney trash. Yeah, so. I get that. I mean, it makes sense for me to do it. So, I love a lot of the stories they tell yeah. and none of their corporate yeah, stuff. Yeah, I mean, they're going to like own us all one day, but I mean, that deal, though. Six ninety nine is a good deal. I'm sorry. <laughs> it is a really good deal. <sighs> yeah, Disney, Apple, and Google. One of them are going to be our overlords one day. There are just too many companies that we could put in that spot. Isn't that horrible? Too many. Maybe that's <laughs> going to be the next trial that Ichabod and Abby face is capitalism itself. That would have been hilarious if they could have made that into a, a horseman. That would have been like very inventive, but I don't think it fits any of Well, them. I do like, um, like in some shows and books, they change up the horsemen based on the mm-hmm. times. Like I think it's an... Um, oh, I was going to say, they kind of did that in American Guys. It just made me think of that when you said that. But um, what were you going to um, 
reference. I think it was Good Omens where they changed one of them to Pollution. That's what I was thinking of. Good Omens. Yeah, because I just watched that. Yeah. Because it was, yeah, he was Pollution. And I haven't read or watched it yet, but yeah. Oh, it's good. You should check it out. Yeah, they did do that. That would have been cool if they would have made it more um, American Godsy, uh, more Good Omensy, road trippy. That would have been like a good thing to put in the, if we rebooted it, because it should be more. Uh, a whole road trip season. Yeah. They got out of the colonial part of America and went, you know, everywhere. That would have been good. You know, I think that would have been cool. Um, thing to add yeah. to the story as well like even uh because even biblically the originally the horsemen were war death famine and conquest and then i think when they started adapting them for more popular stuff they changed conquest to pex to uh, conquest to pestilence because it's kind of re- reductive with mm-hmm. war hmm. see and I actually i think they brought that up in sleepy hollow too that i think they do mention that he used to be conquest and then changed his brand <laughs> branding is everything <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah but yeah um they just need, they needed to tie up their pop lines just tighten everything up oh, i just get so like wistful and sad when i think about this show because was a big part of my like life for like a couple years and then they just like oh yeah just broke my heart (laughs) like to this day i don't really even invest in fox shows anymore because i'm just like they're gonna do it to me again like when pitch came out i was like i'm not gonna watch that because they're gonna cancel it and they did cancel it and they did so yeah no sleepy hollow was one of those shows where for the first two seasons it seemed like everyone in my friend group was watching it yeah that's what happened to me because at first I was in checking for it and then I was like on Tumblr and I'm like seeing all these gifts and I'm like, who are these people? Like they look good together. I'm like, okay, I like this. <laughs> I'm going to check this out. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, they're not together. And I was like, that kind of sucks. But I like the, the um, concept. So I kept watching and then I got like totally pulled into it. I do like when gift sets do more for character like dynamics and relationships than the show <laughs> themselves. Yes. And then you you look into the show and find out it's not an actual yeah. couple. Did me a disappointment. Like um, <laughs> on the show nine one one, two of the male leads are not a pairing together. But you wouldn't know that based on all the gift sets and AMVs that I found of them. Man. See, that's the one thing I love about fandom. We can really like pull out that subtext. Like you know, we just find the potential where there is none, <laughs> where there should be some. I like that because we. We can see the big picture. It's like the writers, even at their best intentions, they are kind of biased because they believe they're doing what's best for mm-hmm. the show, whereas like the fans see the actual results. Right. I think that more writers should like look at the fanscape. I mean, it's a big balance because you don't want to listen to everything the fans say. Yeah, because there have been plenty of shows that fall apart because yeah. of that too. But at the same time, like the Ichabod and Abby problem. Like anybody looks at them could say, when are they getting together? And you just keep ignoring it, ignoring it. That's going to make your fan base mad. So, you know, it's a balance, yeah. but I think they should take more into account, you know, with the fandom because it's important. They can, you know, they support your show. Listen to them a little bit, just a tiny bit, a little, little bit. Yeah. Like, I'm trying to think. So another show that I also dropped off of, but I held on to it for longer, uh, Elementary, which also started around the same time as Sleepy Hollow 2, because I know the writers were friends. Oh, okay. Yeah. I never watched that. I wanted to, but there's just so much TV. There's too much television. There's too much. I'm getting to that, like, point in my life where I'm just like, I'd rather go to sleep. <laughs> I used yeah. to be, like, a big appointment television person but i'm just like okay it's on on demand it's on netflix i'll watch it later yeah i'll get to it one day yeah i've cut i used to make whole spreadsheets for my family so that we knew when we could watch stuff and when to record (laughs) stuff so that our pvr didn't crash that is very efficient (laughs) and now we only watch like maybe five shows like i only added one new thing to my list and that was batwoman so where was there was a tangent somewhere elementary uh, yeah. <laughs> so from what I understand with Elementary, there is a lot of people who wanted Joan and Sherlock to get together, 
mm-hmm. and a lot of people who preferred them as friends. And the writers basically saw that and said, okay, well, we don't want them to get together because that would change the dynamic in a way we don't want to. But also we understand that this relationship is the focus of the show. So the whole through line for the series is exploring the relationship, both professional and the friendship, between Joan and Sherlock. I think we've we fairly firmly established that we, we want Ichabod and Abby together. Oh man, if, okay, so if we did a uh, trial every season, that would leave us seven years for the relationship to develop. Mm-hmm. We'd probably hit a wedding episode at some point. <gasps> Woo! Oh my gosh. I love weddings. Oh man. And I think it's good to have a good, like, in point in mind too. So if they actually had hit seven, se- seven seasons, it would have been time to end. So that would have been fitting. But yeah, a wedding episode. You think it would have been like the last season? Or do you think it'd been like maybe five or six or... Mm, I feel like it'd be in the last season, but maybe at the beginning. Like maybe that'd be the season premiere is their wedding. It'd probably be like in the middle of an apocalyptic event or something like that. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Like the last trial would be the biggest. Yeah. Kind of like how um, the Flash, going back to the Flash, um, Iris and Barry, their wedding... Yeah. Uh, got like interrupted by the, the big uh crossover event probably be something like that it may be yeah, like definitely definitely not my malik but whoever is the big bad that's like busting in there i mean at the yeah. end it'd probably be just satan himself yeah <laughs> oh man oh now we get into sabrina territory <laughs> <laughs> their devil is hot you think the devil would be hot in sleep hollow it could be ugly uh, like I feel like, feel like he'd have an ugly true form, but he like takes the form of a really hot guy, like a like a Lucifer. Ooh, we could they could have did a Lucifer crossover. Oh, okay, so that'd have been cool. That would be really interesting because if Lucifer was involved in CP Hollow, it would change the whole dynamic because they have to be like, oh, maybe all the forces of hell aren't evil necessarily. That would have been very interesting. That would have been a good crossover to see, even though I never even watched Lucifer. I keep saying that's another one of the shows on my list. Everybody keeps saying it's the best show. But yeah, that would have been like a great, like appropriate crossover because they're, they're on the same, you know, channel and everything and very appropriate. That would have been cool yeah. to see. So maybe it would have been like, and then they questioned their, um, their whole witness thing, maybe. Yeah. So that would have brought like a new cool element to it as well. What I know of Lucifer, the extent of my Lucifer knowledge is that Tom Ellis is hot. Also, Tom Welling was in there for a season, I guess. Yeah, I think he was like a cop type person too. So that'd have been cool to see him and Abby. Uh, all these hot Toms. All the Toms are hot. <laughs> there are a lot of hot Toms. Specifically British Toms too, seems like. Yeah, that that seems to be how it goes. <laughs> mm-hmm. I likes me a hot Tom. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see, who have we not talked about? Oh, hey, remember when Orlando Jones was on Sleepy Hollow? Oh, he's great. Oh my gosh. Uh, he's another waste of potential. I was like big on the the Tumblr front, and um, we had this whole other little chat room. He would actually come in the chat room and talk to us. He was like so cool. He's like oh, one of the so coolest cool. dudes. He was like, he was like on the same page with us about like why are they like doing this to Abby and stuff <laughs> like this. He was like, so we were like really rooting for him, and then they did that to him. Everything that we love dies. On Sleepy Hollow? They did several things to him. It's like, he's in jail, and now he's evil, and now he's dead, and now he's mm-hmm. in jail, and now he's left the country. Goodbye. Okay, yeah. I will say, his death did give us a very good, angsty Ichabod and Abby hug. That's yeah. what she found out. But, yeah, they did him wrong. But now he's thriving on American Gods, so. Yeah. Everything happens for a reason. His character is definitely the kind of person who would probably pull a heroic sacrifice if he needed to. Mm-hmm. But they put him through so much other stuff. At first, it's like, by the time you got there, it's like, okay, are we done, finally? Yeah, and another thing, they could have, they dropped his whole family th- plot line. He had some cool stuff going on with his family, too. Because wasn't Macy, like, a witch or something no, like that? She may have been, but she was possessed by a demon for a little bit. And she has some, like, interesting stuff going on. But then, I guess, Amanda Lestenberg got, like, big and... They can yeah. afford her, I guess. Star but, took off and basically everything. Yeah. So many drop plot there when you think about it. Wow. Wow. Who else didn't we talk about? Like, there were definitely main characters who were so inconsequential 
that I don't even remember them. Abby's little ex-boyfriend. Oh, uh, right. I don't remember uh, him doing a single thing. Me either. Just being, like, attractive. Like we said. (laughs) (laughs) She knows how to pick them. Um, Oh, um, the one uh, who's played by Lance Gross, he was, like, from the FBI. I think he was in the third season. He was, like, her ex, and he came. Yeah, that guy. Oh, yeah, she had she had several exes that just ended up showing up in the police force. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Dan, I feel like every episode there was a point where they're like, we used to date, hope this doesn't affect our professional relationship. <laughs> Anyways, there's a demon, so I'm going to deal with that. Yeah, but it seemed like they were going to use him to make Ichabod jealous, because when they kind of introduced him, Ichabod was jealous, but, but they kind of made it like, oh, I'm just looking out for my friend, but... I don't know. I'm jealous of your professional relationship. Just stupid. <laughs> just stupid. <laughs> they never knew what they wanted to do. They were just like adamant that they weren't going to make them romantic in any way, even though they clearly wanted to be. That goodbye. Oh, the goodbye. Like, listen, I I support uh, men and women just being friends. Me too. Because it feels like pairing them, it just comes so naturally to people that I like the exception, but not not here. Yeah, like, I mean, you can tell when people have chemistry, when they are, you know, romantically, you know, you can just tell. I mean, I support it too, but if you're just going to force it, it's just not going to be right, you know? Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. This is know. one of those cases where they develop naturally and... yeah. If they'd followed it to the expected ending, people would have been happy. Yeah. Pretty much. But they don't like us, so that's what we got. Yeah. It was a sad goodbye. It's a pity. Can we talk about that goodbye? <laughs> that was so... I was bawling my eyes out. I, I did not see the goodbye. <gasps> you did. Like, I, I dropped off sad. before season three ended. Oh, man. It was really sad. Oh. Boy. It was like a dream sequence type thing. Because she had already died, but it was like on a porch. And she said like some sappy stuff to him. And she he like uh, took her hand and like kissed her hand. And then she like walked away. It was very sad. I was like bawling my eyes out. But it was like an empty cry. Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> she didn't deserve that. Well, especially because you, this is the kind of show where you could have that whole sequence at the end of the season, and then the next season starts, and it's like, oh, Abby's been resurrected. Would have been nice. Yeah. They treated her better. But when you know that she's actually not coming back, it's like, wow, she's really gone. And also, this is your fault, writers. Well, she even stayed longer than she wanted to, because when she originally got banished to the little other world, she jumped into the box or something. Anyway, she was supposed to, like, gone then but they wanted to tie something up so they made her like come back and so she was nice to even stay longer than she did you know so i mean it's a testament to how much she liked the character yeah which means like if someone showed up with like hey sleepy hollow the animated series she'd probably be on board yeah i mean it was important like that was like another reason why i really liked the show because you know a lot of black women you know like people of color we don't get those roles it's usually you know like perky white woman or something like that you know we don't get a lot of like horror sci-fi roles so you know she felt that importance you know we felt that importance so i'm pretty sure it was pretty hard for her to walk away because i was you know it was really important to a lot of people to see themselves represented on tv so Mm -hmm. i mean hopefully she probably did inspire loads of young black women actresses to start yeah. pursuing those kind of roles and the yeah. big genre stuff yeah she's up there <laughs> and that's why i try and go out of my way to support the shows where they do actually go oh hey we can have this big sci-fi this big horror or fantasy thing and mm-hmm. not just be full of white people yeah which again sleepy hollow had that you know a black uh f- female police officer they had john cho who's um He's of uh, East Asian descent. Korean. I'm not going to say which one. Yeah, Korean. I tend, thank you. Um, you know, um, even Janina, she's a, you know, a PLC. You know, it's just diversity. It's not hard. Just baking into the concept. Yeah. Know? 
Let's make it in there. Everything has its end. Everybody, you know, is doing well. It seems like um, Tom and Nicole are determined to come back into our lives this year. 2009 is a comeback year. <laughs> yeah. All right. Because she was in Black Mirror. Tom's in. Yeah. What's he on again? Um, he's in Four Woodens and a Funeral. And he's going to be on um, Watchmen coming up on HBO. All right. Even though he hasn't been in any of the previews. So I don't know what he's going to be doing on there. But he's like listed as a cast member. And Maybe he's playing Dr. Manhattan. I think there was like... He's not bulky enough for Mr. Manhattan. I mean, or Dr. Manhattan to me. <laughs> Please, Mr. Manhattan was my father. <laughs> <laughs> I think they say his... Well, somebody was speculating that his character might be somebody called like a mime something i don't know though oh i'm I'm interested to see i feel like watchmen's gonna be another show that i'm watching from afar just to be like oh they did that fascinating i'm definitely gonna be watching it i'm a comic book um whore um (laughs) 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 but yeah cole's um black mare and she has like um they did like a remake of jack jacob's ladder and she's in that and i think there's a couple other things so yeah they're both you know out here some had before them so yeah it's it's always nicole bahari appreciation hour up here yeah she's just great she's beautiful she's talented and she can sing her butt off she's just like multi-talent you know she's a i did not know she can sing yeah she can oh man she's if you follow on instagram sometimes she sings like randomly and i think there's like one of her older movies where she's like a singer in it too that it's called the last day without you or something like that yeah she can sing she's hmm. yeah so you know everybody's out here and without sleepy hollow we would never knew who they were so yeah yeah you know, i was appreciated for that even though i wish the show would have went along you know a little longer but yeah yeah it is what it is yeah, I feel like we're winding down. Is there anything else you could think of that you'd want in the Sleepy Hollow reboot? Be Zayna, so I can see them <laughs> together. <laughs> I just want to be there with a camera when they finally kiss. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this is the fantasy universe where we're there as like the showrunners. So yeah, you would be. <laughs> that one gif of the uh, the person throwing the confetti and then leaving out of the bed. <laughs> That's me. <laughs> yeah awesome yeah well so i think on that note i'm going to go dodge an axe matrix style in slow motion oh my and while i do that we're gonna cut over to a friendship promo i'm cam i'm jory and we're the hosts of cwfp the casual wrestling fan podcast your weekly universe-friendly alternative for WWE wrestling recaps, discussion, and riffs from two friends who just love wrestling. And occasionally also New Japan, Impact, and All Elite Thoughts as well. If you're tired of Marks constantly booing a product they <laughs> regularly support and pay for, you can find us hosted on the Orange Groves Network or through your preferred podcasting app. Wait, why won't The Undertaker stop booing the company? So, Porsche, where would you like to be found on the internet? Um, you can find me on Twitter at um darkskintdaria. That's skint with a T. And um, I'm pretty much over there all the time. Like you said, um, live tweeting and retweeting and sometimes drawing. And yeah, talk to me. <laughs> <laughs> and I can be found on Twitter at Sparky Upstart and Tumblr, not Tumblr. Well, I can be found on Tumblr at Sparky Young Upstart, but that's usually not the one I promote. <laughs> Tumblr's the chaos zone where I yeah. just will do anything. Yeah, that's my private zone. I don't tell people about <laughs> yeah. my Tumblr. <laughs> <laughs> um, and Lindsay can also be found on Twitter at lindsaym 476 and you can get to all her social media bullshits through there. You can also find this very podcast on Twitter at N-I-I-R-Y-F-Pod. Those are the letters for Not If I Reboot You first, and that's pronounced Lieutenant. <laughs> you can also find the podcast on instagram and it's the same deal as twitter not if i reboot you first at instagram and we follow a hashtag n-i-i-r-y-f we also have an email at not if i reboot you first at gmail.com where you can send us your comments your critiques your criticisms or who your favorite horseman of the apocalypse is team war 
<laughs> you could even ask to be a guest, but if you do, make sure you send us a hint instead of the entire idea because we like being surprised. Or maybe it'll be like Portia and we just seek you out to be an expert on a specific topic. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you'd like to support us directly, then we have a Patreon at patreon.com slash notifireboutyoufirst, where you can get a bevy of bonuses by supporting us financially, including a weekly shout-out for all of our patrons, and right now that is still just Charlie. So thank you, Charlie. You can also rate and review us on your podcatcher of choice, and if you can't find us on your podcatcher of choice, then contact me and I'll try to get us on there. Last but not least, our cover art, as always, is by Alex, a.k.a. Pachu, and her work can be found on ptchew.com, and our theme music is done by our friend Sean Clake, and you can contact us to find out how to contact him if you'd like music of his own for your own. So thanks again for coming on this. This was fun. Yeah, it was. Thank you for asking me. Yeah, I love reminiscing about Sleepy Hollow. I was very honored that you asked. I was like, yay! It was all like, me and Lindsay were talking like, we need to do something for Halloween. We need to find another guest. And like, perfect. Portia. Two birds. <laughs> yeah, this is fun. I have to come on again so I can be her. Oh, yeah. yeah. You guys, I'm sure you guys would get along great. <laughs> yeah. Feel better, Lindsay. Uh, yes, feel better. <laughs> I mean, th- she'll be hearing this like ten, th- two weeks from now. So yeah, I hope I'm she's, sure better, she's by be then. better by then. <laughs> <laughs> we record way in advance. Yeah, good. <laughs> uh, but next week's episode is going to coincide with my birthday, actually. Ooh. So since it's my birthday... I'm getting a big piñata filled with fun, and that is also the hint for my topic. Oh! <laughs> so, I wanted to tune in, I want to know about that. Oh. Yeah, we're gonna break that open next week, but not if we reboot you first. <laughs>